In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, October 6th, 2023. This week, all the tea in true crime drama you'd ever need. Uh, Charlotte Cena is saved, and a Philadelphia journalist has been shot dead. All this and more. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Offer Renner. James Renner. That James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner is once again... Drops a bombshell. Investigative journalist reporter James Renner, who's been on the podcast a long time. All right, welcome back to True Crime This Week with me, James Renner. There's the uh, garbage bell, as they say. (laughs) Uh, Big news this week. I'm going to get to it. Lots of new stories, some cold case updates. It's, like I said, a jam-packed episode. Um, I have a little technical difficulties in the True Crime This Week studios, and I'm reading the first segment of the show off my laptop um, And uh, because I ran out of ink. and It's, it's the middle of the night, so uh, I'm not running out to stables. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I, hey, uh, top of the show, I've got some really good news. My other podcast... The philosophy of crime. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to this, it's it's wacky. It's kind of like the cosmos of true crime. Um, but I, I love it. Uh, I come out with a season every year. Each season six episodes, and the new season starting next week, uh, Tuesday. So the first new episode is coming out Tuesday. Second episode on Thursday. It'll be out for a couple weeks there. So um, get caught up on the philosophy of crime before the new episodes. Make sure you subscribe so you get it first before anybody else. That way you can be the cool kid. Let's go over to top stories. And this this week's kind of meta at the top because the top story is all about the podcast drama that is happening inside the world of true crime. Uh, Some, I'm gonna talk about two podcasts here. First up is the news this week. The popular podcast, last podcast on the left, has parted ways with co-host Ben Kissel after allegations of a domestic assault and toxic behavior by his ex-girlfriend, Taylor. The stories began at the Watergate Hotel, of all places, in 2019, when podcast host Celine Beth Olson alleged that Kissel hit on her and made her uncomfortable, then followed her up to her room to get um, an edible, and laughed, she said, kind of rejected, as if he wanted more. 
she was just there to give him an edible. Not a big deal, right? Uh, and maybe misinterpreted. Maybe, maybe he didn't go up there for that, but it's, it's a little sketchy on its own. But then in August of 2022, on a trip to Vegas, Kissel is alleged by his then-girlfriend, this is Taylor, alleged that he got drunk and then became verbally abusive to her before pushing her down on the bed with his forehead against her while calling her pretty terrible names. <clears throat> Taylor went public with this allegation on Instagram last month in September, was immediately targeted by uh, Die Hard last podcast on the left fans, which led to her Insta being suspended. A lot of these big podcasts, uh, their audience, and even in some true crime cases, uh, Maura Murray, for example, uh, the audience develops into kind of like a, a cult. And you, if you go against the grain, God forbid, you're going to find some crazy people coming after you. And that's what happened here. Uh, Taylor claims she's being stalked by some of these people still. And please leave her alone. On September 13th, that was last month, last podcast on the, on the left announced that Kissel was going into treatment for his mental and physical health and was taking a break from the podcast. But then finally this Wednesday, last podcast on the left released a statement saying Kissel was no longer with the show. Quote, we have something difficult to say. Ben Kissel will no longer be a part of the Last Podcast Network or Last Podcast on the Left. Goes on to thank their fans for their support. So big changes in a big podcast. Then on Tuesday this week, jumping over to the next podcast drama, which I was a small part of, uh, Tuesday this week I released an in-depth article about allegations of toxic workplace Inside Obsessed Network, that's the company owned by Patrick Hines, who rose to fame with his True Crime Obsessed podcast. The rumors started on Reddit last month. I, I happened to follow some sub subreddits dedicated to true crime and podcasting, and I started noticing some, some chatter. This, uh, this chatter started after the podcast, I Think Not, uh, separated from Obsessed Network. Rumors swirled about Patrick's treatment of the host of that show, Ellen Marsh, and uh, you know they go back a long ways, back to uh, college, I believe. They've been friends for years, but rumors of a split, and then the, the podcast did leave the Obsessed Network. So I reached out to several people, uh, actually seven uh, current and former employees of the Obsessed Network. Some spoke on background only because they were afraid of repercussions. Some of them have signed NDAs. But others, like podcaster Amber Hunt, who hosts Crimes of the Centuries for Obsessed Network, she spoke on the record. Now, their stories describe an office in which Patrick Hines constantly flies off the handle and demeans his staff. Some of it's petty. He likes his air conditioning at a certain level inside the studio. Other stuff is a little more problematic. He's alleged to have uh, rejected an episode for a podcast about a story from South Africa uh, saying, this is alleged what he said, I'm just not interested in that story, sorry. I don't know why. Is it because they're black? He's also accused of sexualizing female hosts like Maggie Freeling. Uh, he said a fan was, quote, lesbian for Maggie. 
and he said that lesbians love his his uh, his podcasters. Staffers claim he then uh, he at one point threatened to fire Ellen, and in fact several times threatened to fire her before she finally left. In one instant, he was sh heard shouting, "I wouldn't care if your child was threatened. I'd never take your side." When an employee pointed out the lack of diversity inside the Obsessed Network office, he's alleged to have responded that's not really a problem because he was a gay man and understood what it was like to be a member of a minority group. His treatment of volunteer staff at last year's Obsessed Fest was particularly egregious. Uh, there's a lot more here. Read the article. Um, Hines and his partner, Steve Tipton, released a statement in response to my story on Wednesday, alleging that the article included factually incorrect info. But when they posted on their Facebook group, the post was inundated with support for the women who spoke out. Uh, and every, everybody believes these women, at least the vast majority. I think there's something like 1,200 comments on that post at this point. Um, Obsessed Fest, which is Heinz' annual uh, true crime convention, it's still scheduled for two weeks from now in Dallas. Let's go over to the next story, an actual news story. A child abduction this week finally had a good ending thanks to solid police work. Here's the story as reported by the New York Times. Last Saturday, nine-year-old Charlotte Cena disappeared while riding her bike with friends at Moreau Lake State Park in upstate New York. Her parents were, her parents searched for her immediately. Um, Rangers joined the search too. And they began to wonder if the girl had gotten lost in the woods. Did she end up in the lake? Police detectives, though, believed they might be dealing with an abduction. Then on Sunday, police issued an Amber Alert for Charlotte and extended the search parameters. The Cena family lived in Corinth, uh, which is about 15 miles from where these campgrounds are at. Then at about 4.20 a.m. on Monday morning, a trooper stationed outside their house in Corinth observed a car that drove up to the family's mailbox. Now, I believe the family was still at the campground searching for the girl but they had posted troopers around the house just, just to see who showed up, to see if maybe the girl might end up back there somehow. Uh, and they were hypervigilant. Anyway, this trooper sees this car come up, and the driver leaves a, a letter in the mailbox and then drives off. After the car left, the trooper opened the mailbox, found the letter, opened it, discovered that it was a ransom note. Forensics found a fingerprint on that letter, and it matched to a fingerprint they had in their database for an old DWI. And that DWI was, uh, well, the guy that got that, that charge was a man named Craig Nelson Ross Jr., who is now 46 years old. Here's a picture of him. Uh, uh, you know, if I had to pick out in a lineup a... <laughs> A guy that would look like somebody who would take a, uh, a little girl. Um, I think I just might pick this guy. Like, just put out in a book. He'd be kind of the first person I'd go to, right? Um, uh, police found this guy in a camper on his mom's property when they searched the, the area. A scuffle ensued. They were able to get him under arrest. And inside the camper, in a cupboard, they found this little girl. They discovered Charlotte. Thankfully, she was still alive. Ross is currently being held without bail in Saratoga County Jail. Here's the weird thing. 
that might put a twist in this case. Even though Ross apparently abducted Charlotte from that campground, he actually lives very close to where the family lives in Corinth. So police are trying to determine if he knew who she was and had stalked her and followed the family to the campground. Next story, a Philadelphia journalist was shot and killed at his home in Point Breeze early Monday morning, according to the Philly Inquirer. Police responded to reports of gunshots and screaming at about 1.30 a.m. and found journalist Josh Kruger on the sidewalk outside his residence. He was shot multiple times and died at the hospital a short time later. Uh, detectives believe the shooter entered Kruger's house and shot him at the base of the stairs before Kruger stumbled outside looking for help. The killer remains at large. Police are reviewing surveillance footage from around the area. And they believe this is either a domestic situation or drug-related. Nobody suspects this has anything to do with the cases he covered, but we're not entirely sure yet. Kruger was known for writing about his past trauma, about his experience being homeless at times in the past. Detectives told the Inquirer that they had discovered texts between Kruger and a former partner that may have some bearing on this case. They also found some meth in his bedroom. In April of this year, he wrote on social media, this is Kruger, Kruger wrote on social media that his ex-partner had broken into his home when it was locked and believed he must have gotten a set of his keys. Then in August, somebody threw a rock through his window, and just two weeks ago, Kruger wrote about a strange encounter with a man who called himself Lady Diabla, the she-devil of the streets, which he was, was threatened by at the time, as you would be. Anyways, if you have any information about this case, please reach out to the Philadelphia police. Hopefully they can bring that to resolution very soon. Uh, Lots more to come. Cold case updates. We got to talk about Sherry Papini and these Michigan parents who have been charged with manslaughter for what their son did. Uh, all this and more. I'll be back in two and two. Please hang up and try again. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And we're back with The Six Wives of Henry VIII, starring Angela Pleasance. The Michigan Supreme Court ruled this week that James and Jennifer Crumbly must stand trial for involuntary manslaughter related for their role in giving their son Ethan the gun he used to kill four Oxford High School students in 2021. Court cited evidence such as the fact that James and Jennifer gave their kid a gun even though he had mental health issues and did not tell his school that he owned a gun when they met with them after concerns about Ethan's behavior. That meeting occurred, I believe, just a couple hours before the shooting. This according to Rolling Stone. James and Jennifer have been in jail for two years as they attempted to get the charges dismissed. They are the first parents to be charged in connection with a school shooting involving their kid in the United States. Uh, hopefully, personally, hopefully, this sets a precedent. Um, and, you know, just don't give your kid a gun. You know, I think it's probably that simple. Don't give your kid a gun. Don't give your kid a gun, especially before they can have a car. Uh, weird times. Sherry Papini... Remember her? She left a, half, uh, a halfway house this week, eight months early, according to People.com. Uh, if you don't recall, Sherry Papini was the woman from California who faked her own kidnapping in 2016. Must have read a copy of Gone Girl. She claimed to have been abducted during a morning run. She reappeared 22 days later, bound in restraints. She told police that she had narrowly escaped her captors, which were described as two Hispanic women. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna invent a story, make it believable. His, two Hispanic women are not gonna kidnap a uh, well-to-do white woman in California. Just I don't. You know, if if you're gonna sell the story, sell it. She claimed to have been abducted during a morning run, like I said. Uh, but she was really with her ex-boyfriend the whole time. Eventually, police figured it out using DNA evidence. Papini was sentenced to 18 months in federal prison in September 2022 for lying about being the vic victim of an abduction. Even though she's out of the halfway house, she will remain under supervised release for three years. Moving over to Maryland. On Monday, the Child's Victims Act went into effect in Maryland, allowing survivors of child abuse to file suit against their abusers who have been protected under the outdated statutes of limitations there. 
And by the end of the day, by the end of Monday, 50 people had sued the state for assaults going back to the 60s, according to the Baltimore Sun. The state health department was responsible for the well-being of children who were in state care between 1969 and 1987. That's why they can sue the state. And that's when many of the abuses occurred at state-run schools and detention centers. Victims say they were attacked and groomed by guards and teachers that worked for the state. One man says a priest showed, a priest showed him a gun before abusing him when he was nine years old. A woman claims she was plied with drugs by teachers and assaulted and impregnated by a teacher when she was 14. The local Catholic diocese coincidentally filed for bankruptcy protection three days before the law took effect. They're trying to cover their fraught butts, right? Um, and wanted to get ahead of, of this uh, law that changed everything and would allow them to be sued. They said, not so fast, we'll just file for bankruptcy. I hope they take your church. Victims are limited to receiving $1.5 million, according to the law. Now, in Ohio, I've been part of this effort to reform our statute of limitations here. I've testified in front of the state house in the last few months. We're trying to uh, get, it's kind of a holiday for statutes of limitations, as if you could call it a holiday, but what I mean is a break where uh, victims of abuse will have a year to file for crimes that happened after, you know, longer than 20 years ago. This is for the Boy Scouts of America, uh, who in their bankruptcy are paying out for abuses that happened you know, as, as long as 50, 60 years ago. So it's, it's, it's a Boy Scouts thing. Um, I'm writing a book about it, hopefully out next year. Adnan Syed was back in court this week, fighting to remain free. Now, Adnan has spent 20, had spent 23 years in prison for the 1999 murder of Heyman Lee until the podcast serial raised questions about his guilt and a review of the case found missing evidence that pointed to other suspects. The Maryland Supreme Court heard arguments Thursday about whether their circuit court violated the right of Heyman Lee's brother, who was only notified at the last minute of a hearing on Adnan's release before he was freed last year, according to the New York Times. Mr. Lee's lawyers, lawyers are trying to get the decision reversed so that Mr. Lee can have a meaningful, meaningful role in a new motion to vacate Adnan's conviction. This is all kind of bureaucratic. It's, it's kind of a mess. But what could happen is Adnan could be forced to, since he's been freed, he could be forced to go back to prison until they file a new motion to vacate. And then Mr. Lee will have a chance to object to that and, and say what he needs to say, in which case Adnan would probably be released again. So I don't think you can stop this in the long run, but it could mean Adnan going back to prison, which is not a safe place. So um, it, we'll see how it works out. Jumping over to weird news. We've got a little weird news for you this week. Have you ever seen that true crime documentary, Telemarketers? It just came out on Max a couple months ago, I think back in August. It's about a couple guys who were working as telemarketers for Civil Development Group they were raising money for charities in the early 2000s. One of those guys filmed a lot of footage in the office back then with one of those old camcorders, and he was showing their tricky tactics, what they did behind the scenes, 
And in between calls, he would, he would film some of these coworkers like snorting heroin. Like they would do anything they needed to do in order to uh, get through that hell of a job. Eventually, it turned out that the company they were working for was committing fraud, keeping most of the money they took from these unsuspecting people, a lot of them elderly, who were on the other end of that phone. One of the telemarketers featured in that documentary is a man named Patrick Pespis, and he went missing this week, according to Vulture. He was last seen driving a 2002 Ford Mustang in New Jersey and was reported missing on Monday. His family's searching for him. They're worried. Um, he was possibly seen at a bar in Pittsburgh, but he's had no contact with his family. Nobody really knows what happened, and you don't want to go missing when you're last seen driving through New Jersey, for sure. So um, if you've seen him, give the police a call. Hopefully he's okay and just at his Florida timeshare, which if you're interested, I can hook you up with for the low, low price of $1,200 a year. Call me. On to pop culture. Uh, I want to tell you about this new documentary on Hulu. It's not new, new. It's been out for just a little bit, but uh, it is bonkers. I love it. Um, I, I hate to say I love it, but it's just scary. It's frightening because it's about when you don't really know your partner, when you don't really know who you're living with. It's called Betrayal the perfect husband it's a three episode series very short won't take up much of your time it follows how one woman came to learn that her husband high school teacher spencer heron was engaged in several sexual assaults and improper behavior with his teen students it's billed as a love story in reverse kind of like the kind of like how they put that but it is um it is scary make you make you look at your partner just a little differently the book this week, The Life We Chose. Let me tell you a little bit about it. It's rising the charts uh, in the true crime book world right now. It's from Matt Birkbeck, investigative journalist and executive producer of Netflix number one movie, Girl in the Picture. Um, it is about William Big Billy Delia, the right-hand man to legendary mafia kingpin Russell Buffalino who ran organized crime in the U.S. for more than 50 years. Um, now, William Big Billy is mafia royalty, the adopted son of legendary organized crime boss, uh, this is the Russell Buffalino. For decades, Delia had unequaled access to the man the FBI and U.S. Justice Department considered one of the leading organized crime figures in the United States. This Buffalino was a bad dude. But the government had no real idea as to the breadth of Buffalino's power and influence or that it was Buffalino from his bucolic home base in Pittston, Pennsylvania, who reigned over the five families in New York. So this is kind of like the godfather of godfathers and other organized crime families throughout the country. For nearly 30 years, Delia was at Buffalino's side and Russ's son was a witness and participant to major historical events that have stymied law enforcement, perplexed journalists, and produced false and wild narratives in books and movies, not the least of which being the infamous disappearance of union boss Jimmy Hoffa. In addition, their reach was illustrated by their relationships with Frank Sinatra, no big surprise, Marlon Brando, Michael Jackson, Suge Knight, what's he doing in there? Many other celebrities and personalities. 
Delia became the de facto leader of the Buffalino family upon Russell Buffalino's imprisonment in 1979. He officially took control upon Buffalino's death in 1994 until his arrest in 2006. So this is like an inside look at American Mafia, which, you know, when I was a teen, that's all I wanted to read. I used to get books on that were just like transcripts of FBI wiretaps. I'm big into that. So if you're into the Mafia, check out this book. It's a, it's a doozy. It's a good one. Uh, and that's the show for this week. Uh, remember, uh, the philosophy of crime starts again on Tuesday next week. So check it out. And uh, check out my article on Obsessed Network if you get a chance. Lots of stuff out there right now. And now it's the weekend. you know. So after you do all that, take a little time, relax a little, crack open a cold one. Alcoholic or non-alcoholic, it's, it's your choice. Get a mocktail if you wish. And uh, in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio, that means we got to, 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 got to. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a fearful symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.